and welcome to Kasama Hanko. This is Chachi, your host for this podcast. And on Season 9, Episode 5, I had the pleasure to interview and get to know a little bit about Ryan Ulam Farinas to Kasama Hanko today. At the end of the podcast, we have a little special segment where I was able to teach Ryan to speak his own native tongue which is Ilocano and taking a really popular as you can see Ilocano proverb and having him trying to recite it um, just because um, when it comes to language recitation is something that is so I guess you can say like important but other than that um, I believe that when it comes to language it has so much to give us and that is reasoning why I ended today's podcast with me teaching Ryan how to say certain words in Ilocano um, but yeah so have our guests kind of introduce themselves a little bit their pronouns, interesting fun fact, and describing his personality as a Filipino food cuisine and dessert. Hi everyone, kumusta? My name is Ryan J. Ulipurinas. Um, I go by pronouns of he, him, his. Um, I am a first generation of my family. Uh, my family is from San Nicolas, Ilocos Norte in the Philippines. And a fun fact about myself is I still haven't been to the Philippines in my entire life. That is a fun fact. And truly, I believe in just right timing. Work your way and you'll be able to have an opportunity to use it back home. So um, I always ask this for every guest. Um, I always ask this either in the middle and but I'm feeling a little bit different when I ask you. What Filipino food describes your personality? Ooh, a Filipino food that describes my personality would probably be the Filipino dessert, ginataan, or as some other Filipinos call it, uh, tambo-tambo. Uh, it's a very sweet and delicious Filipino dessert. Uh, it consists of tapioca pearls, like rice flour balls, sweet potato, taro, jackfruit, and coconut milk. And just like my personality, I am a sweet, kind, and genuine person. I can be soft-spoken at, I can be a soft-spoken person at times, but once I get out of my shell, I like to be talkative and loud and be a extrovert. I'm also very goofy and I love to joke around and make people laugh. And I just love making people smile and seeing them laugh. And just like the dessert, everyone loves the dessert and it's very tasty. Yes, I that is a very staple dish and especially because your family is from San Nicolas, Ilocos Norte. It's a very popular dish in the Ilocos and I can very much say that as you were describing the dish itself, I'm excited to learn parts of who you are because as um, the dish that you described, um, it is uh, uh, one that is very unique and authentic to the culture. 
So um, as I transition on, um, my first question is being the only child in your family and especially um, having different, having a large amount of cousins, um, what and who continues to ground you? So being the only child and having a lot of cousins in my family, I feel like my parents ground me. Um, being the only child, um, I gotta admit that ever since I was a baby, I've been like a, a mama's boy. <laughs> but um, ever since I was young, my mom, she would always look after me and teach me the good ways of and raising me to be a, a good person and a good man. And the way she teaches is very old school, I would say, compared to um, how it is now. I feel like uh, my, my parents, they're very old school. And that's why I feel like um, the way they're teaching, it wouldn't, they wouldn't understand the way that we go, the things that we go through now in this modern day. But everything that my parents have taught me, I feel like it'll help us for the future because I feel like their ways, it's kind of like, uh, I would say, it's fading away. So I think it's important that we as our generation now, we we learn from our, our parents and what they what they're teaching us because once they're gone, they cannot teach us anymore. So I feel like everything that I went through and everything that my parents have taught me, it'll be beneficial for us in the future for us and our future kids and the future nice. generations. Thank you for sharing. And I asked this question first, um, especially because I feel like within our culture and identity the biggest part of it is who really grounds us and like what who what is our, I guess intention in really reconnecting with our culture and as you were sharing briefly off camera or off mic off recording um you shared that you had a surplus of cousins and it's just you and I've always been um question like for anyone that who is an only child like especially growing up with um traditional parents um and not really having much around other than your outside circles like what uh, like aside from like who grounds you is like who is your biggest influence to be the person you are oh man that's hard to say there's so much people yeah about me, I'll save that question and we'll, we'll first start um, unraveling the first layer of. Um, so, um, with that, um, when you were in Hawaii itself um, as a high schooler, um, as an elementary, let's just go to high school, um, and being in Hawaii, you're surrounded by so many different Filipino communities. Um, have you ever personally struggled with the identity itself um, of being Filipino? Um, I would say so because uh, not being from the Philippines, um, I really didn't know how to speak our language at first. So like being surrounded by Filipinos, 
they would always speak Ilocano, Tagalog, and when I was younger, I'd always wonder, like, what what are they saying? Like, I cannot understand. <laughs> and every time I'm at, I'm at home, my mom and my other family members they would speak in Ilocano, and I always I always wondered what they were saying to each other. So, in high school, I took Ilocano classes, and after being <laughs> after taking Ilocano classes, being able to understand what what certain words are, how you pronounce it, and being able to speak finally, it, it kind of helped me understand more how to interpret what my mom them are saying, especially like, <laughs> I know if they want to talk bad, then I kind of get a gist of what they're saying. And just, uh, just being surrounded by Filipinos in general, I always wonder, like, why why did they do certain things a certain way? And that's why I always ask, like, my mom, then, like, oh, why, why are we doing this? Why are they doing that? Uh, like I brought up earlier, uh, before we, this podcast started about, like, superstitions and, like, how come we have to practice that? And why do we have to believe in that? And, yeah, that's why I feel like, till this day, I still struggle with our culture, but along the way, I'm learning something. Add on to that, um, I just like it's really, um, and I love what you do. Like I love what that you always qu- um ask questions to your family of like what certain traditions and what culture, um, why we do the way we do because. Um, and as we like, have, have certain exposures to it, but certain news from the media can sometimes not be as accurate as it can be. And the only accurate is if our families are from there and like it's them really passing on that culture, like, oh, this is why we do it. Because sometimes it's hard to um, believe what we hear and see on the internet when we don't know it ourselves. So it's just, Yes, I think this is what we do, so I'm gonna do it. And like, we don't forget to like, oh, I didn't ask my family as well because if there are, um, if you don't have a close relationship with your family, like it's like that barrier of like, oh, I don't know who to ask. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And as someone as going into the medical field, what was the biggest influence for you to go into the Oh man, where do I start? So, yeah, being Filipino, we all know like this the the thing when like um, Filipinos are known like their parents to convince their children to go into nursing and be nurses. But um, for me, um, I always wanted to do nursing. Like I know it's a stereotype. Oh, you gotta do this to make money and stuff like that. But um, I felt like ever since um, I was in school, like being in the health field and being um, like doing those kind of stuff, I always grew into the health field and being able to help people. And um, 
I feel like my cousins played a huge role too because most of them are nurses and uh, my aunties and my uncles are nurses. So I guess they influenced me to uh, get into that too, like to follow their footsteps and hearing what they do and how they're enjoying it and saying that um, nursing is a, a very good job besides like the pay and all that, like being able to help people and being flexible and being able to get into different jobs for nursing. Like it's so complex. Uh, it, it was very intriguing for me to do nursing. Yeah, especially because it's, especially now um, nursing and a lot of the medical profession is crucial for us um, with things are happening it's not more than just the pay but it's really it comes with it like are you willing to take care of this patient when their families are so sick and ill and they may not know or may not have the proper education to um, properly care for them so yeah it's more than just what other relatives did you have contact growing up? Like in the Philippines? Uh, Philippines and here. Since you are an only child. Um, communication with my relatives in the Philippines. I don't really have that much communication because most of my family is here, is there in Hawaii. So basically all my mom's uh, siblings are there. So I've been keeping in contact with all of them. My cousins. And then what about here? Um, here in... Here in Hawaii. Hawaii. Or um, Las Vegas. Where uh, your Las family? Vegas. Um, I have a family from my dad's side, but I don't really have contact with them as much as my mom's side in Hawaii. <laughs> but, but I do have family here as well. What would you say growing up here in Hawaii was like for you? Uh, I feel like I'm blessed to have a better opportunity of life to live compared to what my mom then would tell me how they were in the Philippines. So I'm also glad that I was raised in Waipahu because I feel like just that community in general, you're so surrounded by so much Filipinos, especially like Ilocano. So I can relate a lot to all the people that I come across. And it feels like, they feel like family to me. So I'm, I'm just blessed to live the life that I've been living in Hawaii my whole life. Can you describe a little bit about the community that you grew up in, um, especially in your own neighborhood? Um, so in my community in Waipahu, um, I live in like Royal Cunha Village Park area. And of course, there are a lot of Filipinos that surround <laughs> over there. And yeah, just like, um, it feels like you're their family to you, you can just connect to them like automatically, whenever you like say, Oh, where are you from? Or stuff like that, you automatically spark a conversation with them. And yeah, it doesn't feel like you're you're strangers with them. It feels like you have a, a bond with them automatically. And the community is so 
it feels like you're home in a way even though i haven't been to the philippines it feels like home in some sort of sense and it's like home is like not a physical but home is like where you feel most at home um as like as described that home is like what really grounds you and for you what grounds you when it comes to your com- your community and yourself I feel grounds me is just being able to feel comfortable around the people I'm surrounded by compared to like here when I first came to Vegas I felt like a culture shock um compared to Hawaii this so many different backgrounds here not there's filipinos here but not as much compared to hawaii and every time i go home i just feel grateful to go to always go home and see like the people i know and love and that's why i said like it feels like i'm home always and whenever i leave home it, uh i just get sad because i build like a like a bond in Hawaii and every time I leave I just it's just hard to let go mm-hmm. yeah even if like here in here here as in in Vegas um you're still surrounded by close relatives uh yeah I am but like I don't know it's not the it's not the same mm-hmm. to me their family of course but um just the family in Hawaii it hits different for me. It's very irreplaceable, as you can say. <laughs> yes, it is. What's one thing about growing up in Hawaii that is something that will never be irreplaceable for you? Like, now that you move at, move far away from where you originally grew up from? Well, like, the, the way I was raised in Hawaii... Mm-hmm. I feel I feel blessed because we there's just so much things that went on through like our childhoods that I feel like no one else on this earth can relate to us because there's certain like cultures that we practice there's certain um there's certain uh things and like locations about Hawaii that's just significant to Hawaii and it can't be replaced anywhere else um i feel like being from like the west side is such a huge flex because i don't know it's just i'm just so proud to be from like waipahu and hawaii and just representing filipinos and all the memories that um we created when we were kids like just going outside having fun just being a kid compared to now like all the kids being on their phones and stuff like that it's really you can't take away the things that we went through Mm -hmm. that you make you bring up such like good points i feel like now kids um are very much dependent on technology and it's like harder to kind of socialize um in public because like everything online communication versus in-person communication is really hard because personalities does change when you meet someone in person 
you mentioned that Waipahu and just in general, your community has such a big impact on you. What about um, your community in Waipahu makes it really like that you love so much? Um, if you wanted to kind of elaborate a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It's just that that vibe in Waipahu, just seeing all the Filipinos, um, all the the Filipino stores that we're surrounded by, like, and I don't know, it's just this feeling you can't describe, like, I enjoy just, like, being around Waipahu in general. Like I said, it just feels like home to me. There's no, I cannot describe it. If you were to kind of, um, if someone who doesn't know Waipahu, what is the first word that you would describe it? Then? If that kind of helps a little. Mm. I would say a uh, plantation. Because um, I would automatically think of like the history of Waipahu. And the first thing you would see when you're in Waipahu is the, um, the sugar cane um, that cigarette looking thing, the smokestack. I feel like that's a huge, like a, a landmark that that will first pop up in my mind. And the first thing you will see when you come into Waipahu. Yeah. Is that a, the one that you're talking about, is that the factory looking one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one by um, YMCA. Mm-hmm. I would always see that in the freeway and I always try always imagine like what is that but yeah I didn't realize that was coming from my pahu and it came yeah. from the um the chip factory yes yes um as why pahu brings such a kind of like a sentiment and sentimental value to your growing up experience I wanted to now quickly ask what is there any kind of personal hardships and struggles of trying to really understand your Filipino identity and culture um but before I ask that question and um and I wanted to be able to uh, really get to know your story a little bit is like what do you understand with the Filipino identity and culture and then there's no right or wrong answers it's um from like your own understanding of like the identity, your own identity and culture. Um, to this day, I, I feel like I'm still learning my Filipino identity and culture, but I get a sense of how Filipinos are and why we're we're kind of separated from other cultures in a way, because uh, Filipinos are regarded as such like hardworking people. We have a mindset to work hard, to live a good life, and to provide for our family. And our culture has so much to offer and to learn about. And like the practices that we do, the type of foods that we eat, it's interesting to learn about it from our parents, our grandparents, our our family, and so forth. So yeah, I'm still learning more each, each time. And that's what I love about our culture. It's never ending and there's always something new. Right, especially because like, one thing you know about a 
a Filipino once you meet them is like you're super hardworking and yeah. like it's so easy to get along um, because you really feel that connection um, especially like being in Las Vegas where a lot of Filipinos are now was it easy for you to adapt when you moved I would say so because I I'm familiar now I see like other people that are like me so Filipinos and it just made me feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that I'm not the only one here in Vegas that I'm surrounded by other Filipinos and yeah it's not the same compared to back home but I'm grateful that there's still Filipinos here about the earlier question that I asked what is what makes it hard to really grasp your own Filipino identity and culture? Um, I think just being able to learn the language um, because there's so many languages <laughs> I didn't know before. Like I thought it was just like Ilocano, Tagalog, but apparently there's like how many languages in the Philippines and just learning about the traditions that we practice and why we do certain things in our culture. Uh, I, I still, I still struggle with that and like I need a better understanding on those. Like, I feel like that's the things I continue to struggle with, but I embrace. Especially with the language, the Filipino language, there is, so much that we don't understand, um, especially exactly. especially with all the different the different region. Like Philippines is huge, and the the I think the commonality is that a lot of people are trying to learn just one language, but in each destination to where Philippines to to the Philippines, like there's just a lot to learn about like there's so much different cultures and it's not just one right right uh since your and since your family is from ilocos and you're ilocano there's another culture layered upon that and it's so much to navigate but what is what is it that's helping you and that's kind of get through your hardship of learning your identity and culture? Um, I would say having to take, I took Ilocano class in high school, so it kind of gave me a better understanding of my culture and um, the way we speak and uh, the traditions that we have. And yeah, it gave me a better understanding of where I came, I'm coming from and how I was raised. And just continuing to, um, to learn new things from social media, especially like what you're what you're doing, you always um, like post stuff about like our Filipino culture, and um, I feel like social media is a platform that I continue to use, and especially for others as well, and um, just continuing to learn or ask questions from my my family, especially my parents, like. Um, 
why we're doing certain things and stuff like that. So, yeah. If there is an opportunity for you to uh, get to know a little bit about your own identity and culture, what 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 would that be like for you? Um, sorry, can you repeat that one more time? If you had an opportunity of learning more about your identity and culture, uh, what would be what would that what would like what would that like be for you? I couldn't English for one more it's okay. <laughs> Um I feel like that would be great for me, like just being able to embrace my culture and going back to my roots and continuing to understand the things that we do. I feel like um our parents and our families are catalyst to how we do certain things in a certain way and that's how we were raised to um, respect our our elders and to be kind to everyone and yeah it will be it'll be truly humbling for me to continue to understand more about our culture Um, with the bringing up with our families and like how what they teach us um, especially growing up um, really does play a big impact role on our on how we take things because it's like how they raise us and it is our responsibility and our initiative of like um, taking it or asking more questions like why you mentioned like asking like what why we do certain things and then trying to really um in our own advantage trying to learn more about it um and i i think like for you um how has it like for you um uh before when i was younger i I really didn't understand like why we're doing this and stuff but as I got older, I came to realize that it's just the way that our parents were were taught from their parents. So we just continue to um, carry on that culture and embrace it and to not run away from it and to understand, like, why are we doing this? And there's a purpose behind it. So, like, there... for super... oh, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, just for, like, example, superstitions and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, some people say they don't believe in it, but um, our parents do. And I feel like we should embrace it and take consideration into it. And do you believe in some of the superstition? And if you do, what it or are what are they? Um, I kind of do. So some superstitions that I know is like not cutting your nails at night, not sweeping at night, not uh not walking underneath a ladder um not sleeping when your hair is wet those are just some that i i know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you mention um 
and what you previously mentioned and I always want to try to like really get into like the mindset of um, everyone that I interview is is there any moments where you try to run away from your own culture I actually don't feel like not necessarily running away but just feeling lost in a sense like just when my parents would speak sometimes I don't understand I'm just I get frustrated like I just want to know what they're talking about and I feel like that's why it motivated me to take Ilocano class in high school because I just wanted to be on that level that I'm able to pick up what they're saying and not feel lost and to just know more about our culture and yeah that's why I feel like not necessarily running away just feeling like lost. Do you have that fear of losing your culture especially since there are parts that you don't know um, and there's parts of you that just still doesn't understand some parts? Um, I actually don't fear that because each day I continue to want to learn new things about our culture. And I really don't want to lose that. I don't want to fade away from that. That's the last thing in my mind that I want to do. And that's why I really want to go back. I want to go to the Philippines and to see like where I come from and to see what I'm really missing out this my entire life and what everybody is saying is the it's so amazing it's so nice and the food is great and that's why I really want to go go to the Philippines and continue to learn more about our culture I think that's a really great kind of like mindset that you have especially because like um it takes like learning our own culture especially especially growing up in a different in a different um, place yeah and everyone that you're surrounded everyone that you're surrounded in they're either and like knowing like the history and going back again to like our community like knowing a lot of a lot of people who who are in my who a lot of them and not all of them are immigrants and sometimes we don't share that same experience and we feel kind of left out because you don't know what they're talking about but you know what you're talking about because you grew up here and it's like how can we kind of like see each other's eye to eye um, especially because one experience is different than the rest but and I think that's what it's so valuable and like what's unbearable about like you is like um, although you haven't been in the Philippines although like you haven't had or hadn't had much to learn the language your own initiative of like taking each day um, as a learning experience of like getting to know your culture is one thing that um, helps um, and I feel like it's it's really trying to like being able to embrace up like the good of like what it is to be Filipino 
And like for you, like growing up, um, do you, what sorts of representation about our own culture have you saw, have you seen um, in comparison now to today? Uh, well, back then, like I would see, um, I would see like, you know, like, to make lean. I like Filipino parties and stuff like that. Um, especially during when I was in Ilocano class, we would have like, um, we do skits, we would do dances like at UH, Manoa, or like uh, festivals or Filipino gatherings. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's just stuff like that. And like, you know, going to Philcom for like, Filipino festivals and gatherings. Um, and like you said, compared to now, mm-hmm. like, do we see it still and stuff like that? Or like, like what, what, what changed? Like, what is like, like what changed? Not what changes. It's like, uh, how do you see the representation now compared to before? It's funny because I've seen this TikTok of, <laughs> of Tinikling. People were doing tinickling at a college, and they kind of modernized it. So it's not like the typical old school tinickling dance. It was like um, modernized. It was kind of like a hip hop version of tinickling. So seeing like our culture now, people our Filipinos are like changing it and making it like modernized in the way we're living now. And I didn't know that TikTok that you're mentioning. Yes, the yes. Georgia Tech, um, yes. they did a little modernization of, or not modernization because they did. Um, um, fun fact is a fun story. Quick little story is that um, I I have a friend from Georgia and she told me that that's their competing schools, but um, they, um, the school that went on viral they did the traditional tinikling first and then a couple of the choreos they changed um they had they added a little a mix of um, little nasks and kind of like created um this modernization of like dancing tinikling um Mm -hmm. it really went viral a lot of people are talking about it to this day and like um and a lot of people like have a lot of um, mixed feelings about it because I think one person that I know um, said that why are we modernizing dance that's like very traditional Um, but goes to say that in like a school like Georgia especially in the Midwest you don't see Filipino Filipino representation as much and like just finding things that is connected with your culture and like being able to really embrace it uh, and that makes you happy it's a it's a huge win even if um, it may they may be different I feel like different is a good thing because Mm -hmm. being like Filipinos even to this day like we don't know what it is to be like to be Filipino because there's just so much to like learn about our own culture but it's really finding things that really truly embrace your culture yes yes amen to that (laughs) 
and like kind of like like transitioning that's a good transition by the way um <laughs> it's like this question that i always ask uh what does it mean for you what does it ah uh, what is it like for you to reclaim your own filipino identity um what it feels like to reclaim our own filipino identity it means to embrace our culture uh just going back to our roots which is why um i feel like filipinos is like the best out of all the other um cultures and um i feel like our culture has so much to offer and to learn about um yeah like you said we're continuing to learn about what we are as filipinos each day there's there's not a day that we don't we know like what we do and stuff there's always something new that we learn yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly and like for you um and wanting to like kind of move into the action part of like reclaiming your identity is like what are you doing to reclaim your own filipino identity what i do is i just um like i said just continuing to ask questions especially ask my parents about like certain things and um continuing to like just look on social media um and relate to other filipinos that that are going through the same thing that i'm going through and especially i guess you too you know each and every one of us just wanting to know more facts about where we come from our background and the practices that we we do and yeah just continuing to to wanting to learn more and not to just stop and not give up on our culture and identity part of it of like what you mentioned is of asking question and going to find like minded experience as you um especially growing up in the diaspora and coming from hawaii there's a lot of and coming from hawaii the majority of filipinos and i think you can relate to a lot is you find them a lot through our church community um mm. for you uh and because filipino in the filipino community one part that um gets a lot of attention is like a lot of filipinos are are involved within the christian and catholic community for you is that a big part in your own identity well, most definitely because uh, coming from experience i i i'm i'm catholic and i go to uh church in my father st joseph church and that community there's a lot of filipinos especially ilocanos and yeah just connecting with each and every one of them uh is very it feels very good and um being very religious um it helps a lot too cuz my parents and my family are very religious and it just gives you that you can relate to them and 
being in church as well. We're doing like, we do like retreats and stuff like that. So being able to connect with uh, this other Filipinos and stuff like that and meeting new people, not just from my Pahu, uh, it's, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because a lot of our nanas, tatas, tito and titas, you see them a lot in church and a big part of their identity is rooted in finding finding community and finding connections. Um, and that's root, rooted a lot with with our own um, with our own spirituality. And I feel like that's one thing that makes the Filipino community very special. And mm-hmm. I can say that growing up, I feel like even even to this day, a lot of where you can find a lot of Filipino community is through the churches, um, right. as you can see. Exactly. And with that, um, what is one thing that you would like to tell your past self that you have learned recently? Uh, why would I give my past self advice is to learn how to save money. I feel like that's very important, especially nowadays, being everything is so expensive, like gas, and just like everything in general is going up, like inflation is crazy right now, and especially like recovering from the pandemic and the pandemic still going on, um, being able to save money is like a necessity and just learning not to spend things on unnecessary things and to save for things that are very beneficial and important, far more important than like buying clothes and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like saving money is one of the biggest things that I've learned now. And would tell my past self to work on and to save money. <laughs> that that's a that's a really good advice, especially because I feel like even in our day to day life, like that's just one thing that we weren't taught growing up is how mm-hmm. to really save, how how to really um have that financial literacy of. Or to put things like that's not something that we're taught in schools. Right. Um, but if I were to kind of like um, ask you again, what made you want to share your story in the podcast? Uh, for me, just being able to just relate to everyone to all the Filipinos out there, like, we're, I'm not the only one going through the struggle of, like, trying to find our identity, and our Filipino identity, so just being able to connect with others and to share our personal, my personal experiences with others, it, I feel like it can connect to others in a way, and I'm just proud to just be Filipino, and I just wanted to, to share, like, where I come from and why I'm proud to be Filipino and 
just embrace our culture and continuing to learn more each and every day. And um, yeah. And like parts of me asking that it's because like just hearing and reflecting your like your growing up experience and upbringings of like here in Hawaii and also like moving to the mainland like there's there's a lot there's a lot to reflect on um, especially because it's not something that we're asked every day it's like what does it mean to be Filipino (laughs) you don't get asked that a lot but in like your conversation with your family that is what it means to be Filipino Um, it's like really trying to like um, have that like sort of connection with the people around you and like who surround you who you surround yourself with and I think that's that is what it means to be Filipino it's like just being surrounded with like-minded people that supports and appreciate you completely agree with that (laughs) and I think uh one thing about you that I kind of wanted to ask a little bit more question is like as um as you just recently graduated in nursing school uh what is something about going into nursing school that you have really uh have learned in your in your um journey um yeah being just graduating from nursing school it really taught me a lot about myself just learning how to um time manage and to like be responsible not for only yourself but for others and um, just being learning how to be organized and I just feel proud that I I'm a Filipino and I I represent um I represented everyone back home here and just being able to um, just learning to be yourself and to um, be kind and to be caring to others especially if especially now that I'm going to be a nurse I'm going to be talking to patients and stuff like that and I feel like being a Filipino is an advantage for me um, because I might come across um, Filipinos and I'll be able to speak our language and being able to relate. So I feel like that's a huge positive for me going into this field. Mm -hmm. I I like that you said Going, like being able to speak to patients and being able to speak and understand the language. I think that one kind of hit me the most because majority of the time, even being in the health field, we can see a lot of language barrier. Um, they're not able to understand, even though majority of our Filipino communities are in the medical field, a lot of the older generations have a hard time trying to understand right their own um uh, medical they have a hard time understanding the medical authorities because 
they they don't understand how to communicate um, within when it comes to their own health. Um, and I think that was re- really valuable what you mentioned, um, especially because I feel like even to this day, that's the one biggest problem in like in in, in general is the cultural mm-hmm. barrier mm-hmm. of like understanding and being able to have that communication with our patient with the patients. Yeah. You'll make a really great nurse. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. And I know that you're on your way of like taking the NCLEX. Um, whenever that would be, you will pass. Um and before even the podcast come, like just really saying it already, you'll be a good nurse and like 10 years from now what is what what is something and I know 10 years is a big gap where do you see yourself in the next 10 years just everything that I dream for you know like having a family owning a house um, a nice car just having a better life all the things that I ever wanted to come true and just being able to um, pay back my parents for everything that they've done for me, especially like um, getting them what they want and being able to provide for them, especially everything that they did for me. So, and I hope to um, have like maybe a master's or whatever down the road hopefully by that time mm-hmm. we'll see but that that's what i see myself 10 years from now achieve having great ambitions and being able to, and with a really a mindset like yours i can imagine like your future and i think even as a filipino our biggest biggest goals is to make sure that our families are well taken care of and I think that's something even in our own community um, and I want to be able to share this is like um, as you continue to work on your dreams on your biggest ambitions don't forget to also take care of your own selves along the Mm -hmm. way and to not hold a lot of expectation and give yourself rest yes i agree with that (laughs) and with that as we conclude the podcast with a fun question um as you were able to reflect what is one Filipino cuisine, food, dessert, you would describe your personality? Hmm. Uh, I feel like a Filipino cuisine or dessert that I could describe myself would be uh, ginataan or also known as tambo-tambo. Uh, it's, so it's a very sweet and delicious Filipino dessert that consists of like tapioca pearls, rice flour balls, sweet potato, yam, taro, 
uh, jackfruit, coconut milk. And so just like my personality, I'm a sweet, kind, and generous person. I, I can be soft-spoken at first, but once I get to know you, I can break out of my shell and be loud and talkative. I am very goofy and I love to joke around and make people laugh. I just love making people happy and seeing them smile. And just like the, just like the dessert, everyone loves it and it's very tasty. <laughs> That is a fun cuisine, especially because it's a cuisine that originated from the North. And what you describe the dessert describes really your personality. You are very adaptable and you are everyone's comfort food. You're a comfort <laughs> yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I would like to say thank you for being on this lineup for this podcast and like really getting to share and reflect your stories along with me um and before we kind of like end is there any person or anyone or anything that you want to give your final remarks for this podcast um i guess just thanking god for uh bringing me where i am today and just continuing to uh, shower me with all the blessings in my life. And I'm very grateful that um, I went through all the struggles and experiences I went through throughout my entire life. And without him, I wouldn't be here today. And I just want to say I appreciate you, Chachi, for everything that you've done, especially for the Filipino community. And doing these type of things this podcast it's very it's very cool that you're doing these kind of things and um just be going out there and being able to um reach out to others um our filipino culture and stuff so thank you and i appreciate it Oh, thank you so much. I had to mute myself because (laughs) I was printing something and it's It's taking so long to print. (laughs) It's okay. But I think that's really the one thing that I'm appreciative of. Uh, Finally, it's finished printing. I was trying (laughs) to print a brochure, Um, but um, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that in the podcast, but um, I am really like grateful like for the experiences and like the many stories that I get to help uplift Mm -hmm. Um, and like parts of the parts of like this podcast. It's it. Yes, it's something that I I created, but the overall mission and goal is this is a safe space space uh, to really share your story and to really share like your growing up experiences because growing up for me I don't I still don't know a lot about our Filipino culture Uh, yet yes I like we are taught in it in schools but I feel like there's so much um, to learn about uh, especially with our own identity and culture, it's really being able to have like a conversation mm-hmm. and uh, um, really sharing your own story and your own voice, um, even if um, we all have different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes life a little bit 
really great uh, to go through. And one one way to end this podcast, and you already, I feel like you already know what it's coming, um, <laughs> is ending the podcast with your native language. And you mentioned that your native language is Ilocano. Uh, one word, one phrase that I would like to teach you today is how to say... I found this proverb. Um, you'll say the Ilocano and I'll say the English. Uh, to recite the Ilocano proverb that I said on the chat, via chat. Si basit akayo nalaka litengen nemno dakyon. Close. I would say close. So, ti... Ti... Basi, Basi. Akayo. Akayo. So you just say kayo. Kayo. Nalaka. Nalaka. A. A. Lintegan. Lintegan. Nam. Nam. No. No. Dakkel. Dakkel. Narigaten. Narigaten. Try to put it together. Basit kayo nalaka alitengen nem no dakkel narigaten. More practice, but you, you, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> More practice. I okay. think it's um it's because Tagalog okay. and Ilocano have similar kind of words, so the pronunciation can mix you yeah, up. Yeah. But kayo is kayo, not kayo. So kayo, so just say kayo. Kayo, kayo. And, yeah, and then lintigan, not lintigan. So lintigan. Lintigan. Yeah. And then nyem. Nyem. The the way it's spelled here that I took from this book is also spelled wrong, but. Um, if my Ilocano professors are listening to the podcast, um, correcting it. But yeah, it's spelled wrong also. But um, the English translation is, a young tree is easy to straighten, but when it's big, it is difficult. So it's a really popular proverb in Iloco. Uh-huh. So a young tree is easy. The younger generation is easier to teach than uh-huh. someone within the older generation. So Ooh. yeah. I agree with that. Because 100%. there's just so much. Yeah. So there's so much to really. It takes patience. Oh yeah. To really teach our older generation, mm-hmm. um, and also for a younger generation, it's easier to teach because they don't know as much. But it's easy because we're still able to help, kind of, give them the knowledge that they need to. That is your. And I wanna. I wanna try test you again if you wanna say it or no. <laughs> Can you tell me that word again? Linteg, lintegan, 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 lintegan. Kayo nalaka lintegan niem no dakkel narigatin. Tibasit, tibasit kayo, tibasit kayo nalaka at lintegan niem no dakkel narigatin. Tibasit akayo, tibasit kayo, tibasit kayo. Honestly, Ilocano is really um one of the hardest to learn but once you get it you just have to continue to talk to someone um to not forget the language because it's easier to get it washed with tagalog <laughs> yeah um that was also the first um the first proverb that i saw that would be perfect into ending this podcast um but thank you again for like coming and sharing your story and your identity and i think as time comes and as you continue to go through this life um learning about your own culture and like just reflecting on your identity 
there's so much to learn around you, especially because, and you said it in the beginning, being Filipino is so, so much powerful.